The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Life is made up of millions of tiny moments. I believe that our task as humans is to be present for as many of them as possible. When you reflect on the unforgettable events or incredible memories in your life, zoom in and there will be these little moments before or after the event that sit in your heart space. The moment you knew things would never be the same again. The hour you felt the shift. The minute that saved your life or the second that changed it. These are the moments that build movements. Sometimes they are global. Other times it's the simple first step to change. Join me as I uncover these moments with my inspiring, innovative, extraordinary guests. Janelle Lewis is a truly vibrant soul. She is showing up in this world as a yoga practitioner, teaching, training, and mentoring. With over 15 years of yoga practice and nearly a thousand hours of training, she is every inch the eternal student. And I suspect this has played a large part in Janelle's rigorous inquiry about the practices of many yoga studios across the Western world. In the summer of 2020, like so many, Janelle was wide awake to the deafening silence from the yoga community when it came to inclusion and equality. In the midst of what felt like an awakening, I was observing Janelle from afar use her platform and practice to speak into the spirit of truth, of community and of justice. Since playing her role in starting the conversation, Janelle has recently formed Radical Darshan, a 300-hour yoga teacher training program. This is with fellow practitioners, Dr. Stacey C.C. Graham, Kali Shoot, and Leila Sadagi. Let me say one thing. If this is the future of yoga, we have a lot to be excited about. These women know a thing about radical love, love in action, and of course, the practice. Janelle, where to begin? I'm really <laughs> grateful to be speaking to you. And I mean, thank you wow. for joining me. <laughs> what an intro. I'm like, whoa, I'm sitting here like, wow, who is this person? This person sounds great. And I'm like, oh, wow, it's me. Okay. Just a little. <laughs> you've got a fangirl out here. You've got your bio. I'm like, yes, people, listen to this. <laughs> Um, I'm so grateful to be speaking to you. And, I'm so um, grateful to be here. This is amazing. Thank you for thinking of me to to be a part of of this offering to the world. It's extraordinary. Um, thank you so much. Oh, thank you, thank you. I could think of no other person actually. The 
the areas that really stood out to me in this changing time post pandemic and in the in the rising of the black lives matter movement i was thinking about spirituality i was thinking about practice and peace and i was i was looking to the yoga community about how they were going to come we were going to come together to to offer practices and stand stand together um and so i will begin with with you and the yoga the first question that came to me when i was thinking about you was i wondered where you were when the yoga found you both in your body and geographically because i know i met you in london but i know you're also a philly girl so and and you've got many years of practice in you so i'd love to know where were you when the yoga found you so it is so funny because um these things in my life and especially like towards the beginning i'm one of these people that are like you gotta like nudge you gotta like really push me over sometimes for me to take notice of things mm. especially if i'm you know kind of dedicated to one one course of action the first time i ever did yoga and and i and i have to to name this and say this because because mm. of the time that we're in and because this place is really so dear to me and intrinsic to who i am as a human being was at howard university um, oh wow i attended um college and for those that don't know howard university is a historically black college and university so um it was a school that was set up for the education of um, black folks and <clears throat> especially during the time in america everything was segregated you know that even at points um, in 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 the U.S. where you know black people weren't even seen as full people, there were these institutions that were you know educating black folks that it was a place where you could get an education. I went there um, again because you know racism, right, um, is a place where you know I just got to be and just got to learn freely. Um, yeah. It's a very diverse place, but but the diversity comes from the black diaspora so you have black folks from all over the world yeah. coming to howard and um and and doing the programs there and and also teachers um from all over the world but like the student body and the teachers and administrators are are black folks right and um, in I'm this, so excited you went to Howard, by the way. Like, yeah, I, I am. I love it. <laughs> Howard just had um, it's charter. It's been Charter Day, so that's the day that Howard were char was chartered. And I'm mm. like, wow, I had to bring them up in um, in this nice. conversation. So at Howard, I was a part. I was in this honor um, fraternity society. You know, I was such a nerd, and we would have these um, events that we would have for for the folks that were a part of it. And we had a uh, Swami come and do some yoga with us. Wow! And um, <clears throat> I don't know who. I can't remember what one of the brothers or sisters arranged this, mm. but I was there and. I went along and I remember how much I loved it. And I was like, oh, this is so great. But what I really remember was at the end of it in Shavasana, this great sense of peace and expansion and of just feeling um, that all would be well, you know? Um, yeah. and, and I remember that. And that was uh, quite a few years ago at this point, but I just, you know, it was like, wow. 
Mm. You know, we've done all of this stuff, which to me, I'd never done yoga before. It seemed a little bit weird, yeah. but you know, it was fun and it was engaging. I felt challenged, but at the sense, at the end of peace, of expansion, of wellness, of just and feeling whole and complete, mm. feeling like a whole and complete person and being. And um, did you know I, in that moment that you would continue no, to practice it or you just I never, knew that it meant something? I did. I remember feeling that it was great. And then I moved on with my life <laughs> and I didn't do yoga again. So I, I, I think at that point, I must've been maybe about 19 when right. that was. And I didn't do yoga again until I was 27. Okay. And that is when I was pregnant with my daughter. Mm. And then was the pregnancy the thing that sort of said, I want to, you thought you wanted to feel more connected or? I, yeah, it was one of these things that, you know, at, at the time, um, I had been going to like the gym and doing gym things. And, you know, one, I mean, I don't take for granted that anybody knows what it's like to, to be a pregnant person. But I always got, you know, you in the beginning, you have to be very precious with yourself and, and, and make sure that you're getting enough rest and you're not doing anything to that that would disrupt the, the, the baby's growth. So I, I couldn't do gym anymore. I, I stopped doing all of that. And then as coming, um, you know, when I started to get my energy back, mm-hmm. um, I started going to um, yoga classes because it, it just seemed like, okay, something that I could do that, you know, I was still kind of concerned. I didn't want to do anything that would like, again, disrupt my pregnancy or, mm-hmm. you know, my, at the time I do, do think I knew I was having a daughter, so I didn't mm-hmm. want to do anything to mess with it. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'll do this yoga. Um, my, my ex-husband actually, my daughter's father recommended that I do it and he didn't <laughs> put it in a really nice way of why I should do it, but nonetheless, he got me down there doing it. And, um, and it was nice. I, I could really connect with, with my body and, and the way that it was changing. And, um, and it made me again, yoga at the heart of, of yoga is, is this awareness practice It's a practice mm-hmm. of presence and being aware. And, um, especially in the West, we are really trained to be in our heads and not in our bodies. Right. It was, such a great thing for me to be doing while I was was pregnant because I was very in my body. I could feel mm, I need to rest. Okay, this I'm growing. I'm changing. Right. Time to get some bigger tr- um, bigger trousers. And these yeah. things that I think if I hadn't been doing that, I probably wouldn't have taken care of myself as well, and thus not have taken care of my daughter as 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 well as I as I did during that time. Just from being a little bit more aware and being more present, and um, with the focus on breath. Um, it was very helpful. And, and, and uh, again, the meditation, it was very helpful when it was time for, for me to actually give birth. I yeah. really relied very heavily on the breathing and the meditation to, to, to mm. get me through the birth because it, it was, it was, it was long and, and, and very, very tiring. Um, but in the end, you know, we, we got there. <laughs> I now have a 16 year old <laughs> daughter, but uh. it, 
incredible. But then again, I I did, and once the once she came, I stopped doing yoga yeah. again. Oh, I you stopped again? Yeah. See, this is what I'm I thought you were about you. to say. <laughs> you know, I stopped again. I stopped again, and um, and 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 got busy with the um, you know, the business of being a, a mother, a young mother, right. and and working full time, and and you know, just just all those things that when you're in um, younger womanhood, younger womanhood, right. you know, start to can, can consume and not in the way, but that are present. And um, then when it now, here we go. Here's to the point where it's stuck. I was going <laughs> through the divorce with my daughter's father and I right. just was devastated and depressed and, and mm. just not feeling at home in any aspect of my life, you mm. know, in my body, in my career, in my home, home, I, I just mm. everything. In your body, body home and, and uh, geographically home. Yeah. Yeah. Body home, geographic home. I just felt mm. displaced and um, I felt um, a, a real sense of deep failure. I felt like I was failing at everything, you know, at being a mother at being a wife because I'm getting a divorce. I was, you know, had to leave my career to try to get everything back together as far as, you know, home life. And um, I had my my really good friend said to me, like, you know, you really need to get yourself together. And she Mm -hmm. wasn't being mean. But she was saying, like, basically, no one is going to fix this except for you. Right. And I, you know, and I ha- I acknowledged that. And I said, but I don't feel good. I just don't feel good. And I can't, you know, some of these things that I need to do, I just feel so shit. Mm. Part of my language. <laughs> I just would, like, how, how can I even begin to sort this out because I don't feel good. And there was a voice in my head and it went yoga. That used to make me feel good. And so I started doing yoga again. And I was like, that point I was on a mission. I was living in South London in Croydon. And Uh um, I used to go to the South, um, the, the Croydon Buddhist center to do classes. Um, I would go up to Balam to the hot yoga Balam and do classes. I started doing classes at my local gym, whatever that was at the time. I think it was (laughs) something LA fitness. Fitness. And then I started really practicing regularly at this yoga studio in Beckenham called Breeze Yoga. Oh and my I gosh, was stop, Beckenham. I grew up down the road from there, really? Mm-hmm. really? I was a Met Monitor, um, you know, to get free classes. And um, and guess what? I started to feel better. <laughs> I started to feel better. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Have more clarity in my life. I started to be able to make, again, decisions and just be more aware of of how I felt and um and that was you know really empowered me to 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 really start to piece my life back together again and so much so that uh, the voice said talk to me again where I was like oh this is so great I, I'm just feeling so good and and the voice said you should be a yoga teacher. You should teach this stuff. 
Mm. And I went, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so actually now question on the point of the voice emerging for you should teach. Was there also something about what you had recognized in the various studios that you've been, you had been to from the Buddhist center to the gym, oh. to the, in terms of seeing yourself? No. So this is the funny thing. And, mm. and this is so interesting. And this mm. is um, why I even, um, you know, like I say, I'm, I'm, I'm so adamant about diversity and inclusion and everything. Mm. In the beginning, when I was in all of these places, I not once felt like I was out of place. The only time I did feel a little out of place because I wasn't working at the time, I used to go to like the daytime old, older folks yoga yeah. classes. Yeah, yeah. But I was just like, I don't care. I just want to do this yoga. Yeah. Just, I was the one, one of the younger folks in the class, but I was still, I'm like, I don't care. We'll just, you know, and it was still very challenging. It wasn't like, you know, it was in our younger class, but it was just happened to be at the time of day that right. they would go. And I, you know, I would have dropped my daughter off from school and, 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 and going along to it. But I never, it's in the beginning when I was only practicing, I was seeing all sorts of people, older people, younger people, Black, white, brown, you know, I, I different, I never, ever, ever felt out mm. of place. I never felt like I was somewhere I shouldn't be. I never felt like I couldn't take up space. I mean, some of the places I used to like at the hot yoga, because the teachers were kind of terrifying, but like <laughs> yeah. one of my first teachers, this man, I, I I actually saw him one day in, in Pret and walked up to him. His name was um, Paul Dobson. And I said, because of you, I'm a yoga teacher. Oh, wow. I, I was coming to, he was a black man mm. and I was coming to his classes and he was terrified, but he's a great teacher. <laughs> and I never, you know, I never thought at that point that this was something that I shouldn't be doing. I had teachers, you know, in the beginning, like a beautiful Indian woman teacher, every different shapes, different. I had no clue mm. that I was like not supposed to be doing this. It wasn't until I got on my yoga teacher training, right. some hard truths started to come to bear right. about the industry and how it made up and um yeah so well, that, I, yeah that's an important um thing to make a difference to differentiate because that sound what that sounds like to me is the yoga was doing its work it's it's yoga um in that you don't feel uncomfortable doing the practice because the practice is for everyone it's when you shift into getting into the industry which is completely man-made um that you start to realize and i think that speaks so much to the practice that actually when you're just focused going to the studios to do the practice the yoga does the does the work right i mean it it, it really it really does mm. and i now and also I, I mean you know and i have to hold as a practitioner and purely a practitioner you will have a different experience, right? Than right. when you're 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 a teacher or you're in management or something like that. So I don't want to try to conflate the two. You know, yeah. I think 
I was very much again too. I had the options. I was open. I would go to the classes that I felt, you know, were great for me. But but I mean, I have to say that there were very few, um, cla- like in the places I was going, there was very few where I would be like, oh, I don't like that teacher. You know, it, it was mm-hmm. it wasn't that. It usually was like, oh, this just doesn't suit the time I want to practice. Right. But I, really you know and 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 again what i was met with was everyone was so nice everyone was so helpful mm-hmm. um and 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 smiling and and not in a fake way you know because i can tell fake and fake mm-hmm. it, yes, I, I and i kind of thought this is i'd like to be you know doing something like this right. okay and this is something and at that point i had a young daughter mm-hmm. and i thought, let me get into an industry, you know, because previously I'd worked in like events and um, and very corporate. And um, I I wanted something that I could do with my daughter as opposed to instead of her. And I felt like, you know, being a a yoga teacher could really offer that for me. And um, and all I, you know, my aspirations, mm. I'm like, really were quite, all I wanted to do was like, get a couple of classes, be able <laughs> to classes in the week, <laughs> you know, do my, teach my classes, do some classes, be able to pick my daughter up after school. Like that was, you know, I wasn't really looking to do anything except just earn a, living and, and and be all right and be able to make it to you know the PTA meeting if I needed to like literally that that's that's really what you know what I was, was what I was looking for and hoping to um to be able to do with mm-hmm. with transitioning to being a, a yoga teacher yeah and once I got to um I did my training in India I went mm. off to India for a month to do the training mm. and that was important to me because yeah. I'm like well, this is where it comes from I'm sure that this is that's a good thing to go there and, yeah. um, and do a training but again like I said I was met with some real like a real wake up call to what I would encounter um as a black woman in the yoga industry a black woman with a normal woman's body and so this experience i guess birthed the the questions and the and the realization of what you'd step into did you know immediately after the training that there was going to be work to do was it sort of unfolding during the training or oh, yeah yes. yeah oh my goodness yeah it was so i mean again I'll hold my head up. So I want to backtrack to what I just said is when I said like a normal woman's bodies, all bodies are normal. All I'm just saying is that my, I don't think my body is exceptional one way or the other. I just am, you know, a normal woman, right? I'm just a woman, you know, going. So I don't want anybody to think like, what does she mean by normal woman? Like, no yeah. everybody's everybody you know, yeah body diversity bodies can be diverse mm. i just you know turned up how i was right yeah, right and what i very was 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 confronted with was um you know and there are about i would say almost 30 people on this training 
I was the only person of color. Mm. Now I'm not even talking about the only black person. Like let's not even like, yeah. you know, but the only person of mm. color, right? Uh, at all. Um, I was at the time. How old was I? I was 36 at the time. Mm. 35 or 30. I'm like, I don't even know how old I am anymore. Um, <laughs> and I was one of the oldest people on the training. Interesting. And um, again, if I, just to have a hint about what the bodies were like, mm. there were quite a few ex-ballerinas. Right, right, right and dancers and and, and things. So I'll even go on to say I was the largest body really on the training. And um, I, you know, that's, that was by the by, that was neither here nor there. That's just observation, right? Right, right? But then when you talk about how people relate to you, yeah. Then this is then then this is where we we start to get into um, you know choppy waters. Right now, what I will say is that the tutors, the teachers, the the folks running it, they were perfectly nice and fine with me. There was no they they you know I, I would never want they were never bad to me right. and or anything like that. However. The environment, you know, it was very much, you know, if you could do everything, you were praised. If you couldn't, you know, oh, keep trying, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it was, and it was very much that there was a hierarchy, like who was mm -hmm. seen as who was going to do well. Right. And who wasn't going to do so well. And that definitely fell into who like the ex dancers and the ballerinas and the right. people that were extremely thin and with long limbs and right. look naturally have these yoga proportions. And even one of my teachers was say, would, would say it. It's mm. like some people's bodies have these proportions mm. that whatever they do, they're going to look great doing it. You know, right. something that is held in, and even is, you know, certain things where, you know, we know that if you are built a certain way, no matter how much you practice a certain thing, your body just won't go like that. Mm, mm. And um, and even when we knew all of these, and, and the teachers are very intelligent, it still was this push to do certain things, whether yeah. it was a good thing for you or not, because nobody wants to be like in the boo boo crowd, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> they can't do it. Right. Yeah. That the teachers never call out their name and say, well done. And so it creates this dynamic. And I'll take it even a step further that some of my um, course mates, of my colleagues, that at the beginning, I was not treated very well. I wasn't treated like anything. I was like basically ignored mm. because it's like, well... <laughs> And and it and it's for no other reason than just the basic and I and I'll say it straight is that people's unconscious bias about a black woman that that wasn't super skinny. Mm. Well, what is she doing here anyway? Right. She must. She's less able. 
She's less intelligent. And that is how I was treated. And that, you know, and I know it, it you know, some, someone I've talked about this openly about my course mates, they felt uncomfortable and shrunk away. But I'm like, but that is what it was. Right. And whether you were aware that you were doing it or not, you were doing it. So I was left in a position where I had to do the thing that most black women have to do. Mm. Gotta work twice as hard. Right, right. <laughs> you gotta be put in the maximum effort. Yeah. You know what I mean? And to armoring up, pushing on. For and and I and I really was coming to this practice as really a place of deep healing for myself, you know, yeah. as a place to really um you know, start to heal some of these hurts that, you know, happen along the way. And then you're met, you're confronted with the same BS. Yeah. For folks that should know better, because right. that's not what the practice of yoga is about. The practice yeah. is about a awareness, embodiment, you know, clear seeing, clarity, mm -hmm. discernment, self-study. Yeah. Liberation. And I was being met with, you know, um, really, really oppressive attitudes and mm -hmm. um, a lot of real, a deep dismissiveness to my being. And, um, you know, and that's where it starts with mm -hmm. the yoga industry. And that's yeah. where I yeah. really realized, I was like, wow. Okay. So this is what's really going on in these trainings. Right. It's so hard to to hear that because I have I'm having a vision or thinking about first of all being in India as well really far away from home and the sense of culture when you go anyone who's been to India will know straight away like you know that you're far away you're drenched in another culture and you're going to seek healing and you're going to grow and learn and the one space that seems to be able to make others feel seen and nurtured isn't supporting you i'm keen to know what you turn to in the more difficult moments of that training um what yeah was it meditation were you doing your own sort of prayers um was the fact that you were practicing every day enough to get you through or did you find yourself learning any anything well, new any new crutches well the reality is that i've de I dealt with it before I knew it. Yeah. I knew this. I knew this. Yeah. And it was, it was a heartbreaking and, and, yeah. and, and, and it, it was heartbreaking that this was taking place in this setting. Yeah, it was, it was heartbreaking and it was disappointing and a real, you know, I will, I have moved on from, from, from that, but I will never forget that where I was like, wow. So even this, is like this yeah you know? um but i got on with it i said <laughs> and i'll tell you i said i'll show them yeah and that was it i just said yeah. i'll show them <laughs> yes and boy did you and and, and 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 because i wasn't um and and then even on the towards the end of the training i said something to them all i was like you know isn't this about helping folks to live a better life, to, you know, really address some of these things that happen 
in society that if we're doing these practices, then maybe maybe somebody isn't violent to someone else. Mm-mm. You know, how did they respond? Because I'm always intrigued at the kind of responses that yoga people sometimes give. Oh, they all shut up. They yeah. all didn't say. They all realize. I said, you know, you all talking about, you know, and and here I go. I'm, I've been a Lululemon ambassador, so I can't, I'm not, this is not a dig at Lululemon, but I'm like, you're all obsessed about being Lululemon ambassadors. You're all obsessed about mm. what, you know, fancy things you're going to do. And no one is talking about like actually helping people mm. and they all just shut up and look yeah. and listen. And what they were, you know, and then some of them came up to me in the end and said, you hadn't really said anything that much in the training, but that one you know you saying something then it really stopped me in my tracks and it's really got me thinking about why I'm here and why I want to be a teacher right um and I think that really was the beginning of me doing that of me really being a disruptor right space where you know people are using this practice to inflate their egos even more when really this practice is to 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 really look at your ego and it's not to destroy it right because we need our egos or we'd be dead in a ditch somewhere right especially (laughs) living in the western world but a a space to actually look at the whole of who you are you know not just the bits that we put towards the world that we feel are desirable and that will help us to get accepted but the stuff that we you know we along the way we look at it that isn't so great like this is what this practice sh- should help us do, not mm. just, um, you know, we're using it like, oh, a- as a way to, um, you know, bypass right at ourselves or bypass doing the work. And again, what I saw in these, um, in, 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 in not just this train in the first one, it has been repeated over and over in again. Future, over, over yeah. a lot of tra- I've done a lot of trainings <laughs> and uh, a lot. And, uh, uh, you you know, you see this running theme of, you know, just an unwillingness to really use these practices in the way that they were designed to be used. Is this always a way that you can see these and, 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 and sneaky manipulations mm-hmm. of this practice that is a, a practice about truth and, you know, collective truth collective liberation Mm. and to truly truly see your brother or sister as part of your community as one to have an honest consideration of yourself that will lead you to see the differences that we have and celebrate them it feels it feels unbelievable to me that you can be genuinely in the practice of knowing that you have this awareness, you create this space, you understand that through through movement, through your body, through the practice, you can get deeper into listening and understanding our connection. And then to get to the point of differences and be like, oh, can't see it. What, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean there's nothing happening here? It just feels, I just don't buy it. You know, I don't buy it. It's, and, and the thing is, is that when you have these trainings and you are um, 
you know, there are no, no South Asian voices on the majority of yoga trainings happening through for Western people. You're going to have this, this kind of stuff all the time, right? Because there's a, there's this, this, this gap in the transmission and, um, what you, you know, I have a teacher and he, and, and he said, and he said something and it really hit me and it really hits me to this day. And this is a, it's a, it's a, it's a, he's a white man. He studied with a lot of um, South Asian folks mm. really spoke to me. He's like, you gotta do the whole practice. Right. You gotta do the whole practice. Eight limbs, and, all the limbs. And, 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 and that's it. And, and when he, when he said it, it just again, I just went whoosh, and that is that was that was a call to me too. Yeah. That, that wasn't just I'm like oh I'm exempt, but it was a real call for me. There's this stuff, this stuff that I'd even been turning away from mm. to turn to it because that yeah. was really what my practice was. Yeah, right? yeah. Just to turn to it to really and a practice is practice, and part of what we get caught up in is that we kind of equate if I'm practice enough, I'll get perfect. And that is not, no, you just are good at practicing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, so it was a call for me to practice some things that I probably will never really even be that good at, mm. but I'm practicing them. Yeah. And by virtue of practicing, I am still receiving these benefits. I'm getting these benefits. And what I have seen in the West is that a thing of, we're going to just do what I call, I call it cake yoga. Right. We just go and do the cake. We just, we don't, we're not having broccoli and, and, and brown rice. We're just going to do what we think is fun. And what we think is, you know, what what we like to do. The other decoration on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. The other bits. And this is why we're so caught up in asana and the aesthetic part, right. Mm -hmm. In the real physical part and in, in that kind of matrix, right. Like, Oh, we're going to be stronger. We're going to lift our leg higher. We're going to, you know, where that's just a tiny portion of what this practice is. Right. A lot of people assume because the asana has been so pushed, obviously in the Western world, they forget that even just the sitting before you even get to the moving, like just the practice of sitting is, is part of the yoga, right? The meditation, simply the breath. The, the way that it had been, you know, really transmitted and explained to me Mm. and how I receive it is that all of the asana helps you to be able to sit. And that's where we find the real revelations. That's where we can do the the self-study and, you know, this kind of concentration, really experience the fullness of the 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 eight limbs if, mm. if you know we're, we're going in in that way to, mm. to be able to and that the asana like just helps us with our physical body the vessel to right. be able to sit and sit and see the truth right because you, know? <laughs> you got to be physically fit and strong like some of this truth is powerful right <laughs> yeah it's gonna you have you. a body that is able to you know receive it and that's how i how i have 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 experienced the teachings is that the asana is in aid of 
the sitting, not instead of. Yes. Oh, in aid of. To, I'd love to move on to, um, well, it's still the same. We're still in the same place, but just how these practices translate off the mat for building communities. One of the things you do naturally mm. is, is include, of course, and some of your experiences, as you've shared, informs that. But the practices of, say, self-love and patience, when we are confronted with difficult and heartbreaking political um, situations or injustice, how have you managed to find this balance of really being present for what's happening in front of us and then also keeping that practice that you learn on the mat when you're off the mat and you know that you need to return to the breath or or have patience or any of those yeah i mean it's 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 really i i really love this this question um and i really do because it is really um you know, something that is always changing and evolving for me. Mm. And, um, you know, the great thing about like, when you really widen your view mm. of what these practices are and, and, and what I, you know, will bring in is that these are indigenous earth-based practices done by black and brown folks. That's where these practices come from. That's okay? the heart of it right there. So, Wait, can you repeat that? <laughs> <laughs> these are That's what it is. Indigenous earth-based practices done by yeah. black and brown folks. Hang on a minute. In, in community. In community. <laughs> that's that's what this is. That's what it is. And so when you kind of you know, whoever you are, right? However you've come into this matrix of, of, of yoga, whatever it is, as soon as you start to widen this and, and, and really kind of say, okay, well, this is what this is. Again, you give yourself more access to um, how it is you can live your life in, 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 in a way that is, um, you know, people love these, the, the, the yamas and the yamas, um, mm the observances and, um, you know, the, the, the kind of the do's and the don'ts in, of, of the, where you can really be living in, in, in truth, satya, mm. that's what we, the, in Sanskrit. Mm. And that this, um, one of my favorite things to, to look at, because, you know, of course we have, when you talk about the heartbreak of, of, of an injustice, things that are, you know, going on that, you know, we, sometimes you really just, you, you know, you can, all you can do is um, work in your own little corner of the world, right? Because some of these things are, are very big and unmanageable, mm -hmm. but this, um, this idea of Santosha contentment, that in, even in the, when the worst things are happening, you know, when we have things that happen like with Breonna Taylor, right? like with George Floyd, when we have, when we have these things happen and that we can see the truth of it and we can see the injustice of it and we can see, you know, all of these things that we can still have this space in our lives to cultivate contentment santosha while still looking at the truth yeah. right still you know still 
in the truth yeah. um, and these spaces for also, and I would even take it even more than, um, you know, just contentment, but spaces to be able to cultivate joy, you know, mm. and, um, and find it in the present moment and, and hold that alongside of pain and, 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 and grief. And, 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 and sadness too. Yeah, yeah. And that you are, um, you know, so what, what I'll say is these, again, these practices is what it's given me is like the ability, my, 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 um, writing partner. And she's also one of the founders of Radical Darshan, um, mm. Dr. Stacey Graham, she says it and I've grabbed onto it. Yes. And right. <laughs> so, <laughs> So, yes, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. And I am very joyful that and, and, and deeply content that I do. I still have some, you know, that that we can make change right. and that things can be different. You know, mm-hmm. that there is, um, you know, that these these practices give us possibility. Mm-hmm. Lots of possibility. Yeah. You know, and um yeah. And and that's and I think that that's that that is what has been helping me in this yeah. moment is to know that because I am doing these practices that I have the ability to hold it all. Yes. To hold everything that is going on, right? Yeah. I don't have to, you know, throw one thing down to pick another thing up, you know, right. per se, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, I can be deeply like disappointed in one, you know, area, but it still doesn't keep me from trying to affect change. Yeah. Oh, so beautifully put. Thank you. Um, I would like to create a, a bit of space to speak about the radical Darshan because it is honestly when I saw this pop up, I was like, oh, oh, I was, I was like, did many squeals of excitement as I saw all of your bios and what it was gonna, you know, how you were gonna lead this course. Um, and it also reminded me, um, of of John Lewis right so mm-hmm. I got into reading a bit more about John Lewis and the civil rights in 2020 I, I thought I knew but there was something that I uncovered which was how much um the big six you know the Martin Luther King John Lewis's were in in radical spiritual practices uh, they were in the word they were educating themselves they were teaching themselves and when I think about this movement right now that you'll be beginning um, or that we're in and you're adding to, I feel excited because I know that you have this foundation, this spiritual foundation, this practice, as you've just described it. And John Lewis called it love in action. And the radical Darshan feels like, you know, you guys have come together and you're like, okay, what does it look like? Let's show them. So I'd I'd Ooh. love to I'd love to love you to just talk about what people can expect. I mean, it is that like, you know, love in action, mm. truth in action, yeah. freedom in action, service in action. Yeah. And um that is that is what this is. And it and it was literally um, and I'm feeling really emotional about this. Mm. I this quote that Tony and, and I believe it's from Tony Morrison. Mm. And 
and it, it goes something and I'm probably getting it wrong and I'm going to get it right the next time I say it, but <laughs> it's like the book that you want to read, you need to write it. Mm. And that's literally the training that we want to see. We've, we've, we, we've made it. Yeah. I heard so many people in the yoga and wellness community say, I don't know what to do. Mm. I don't know how to do this work. <laughs> I, I can't, you know, I can't get my head around it. I, I can't. So I said the, 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 the operative word is I, mm. I can't do anything, but we can do everything. Oh. So we're coming together as a collective to do this work because it has to be done. Right. And, um, and, and that's what it, and that, and that, and that's really what, what it is at the, what makes this different than any other yoga training, um, in based in it, in the, the UK, in America, I'll have, I'll say they are more ahead with this work. They right. have been more ahead with this. And, mm -hmm. um, because I'm based here now, you know, I get yeah. the luxury of having experienced trainings, like, like, like the one we're, we're offering, but really at the heart of, um, what we're doing is letting, giving people a space to unlearn and then to relearn mm. a space, a judgment free space to be able to do that in compassionate community with, with other folks that want to do the same thing. Because again, what I've experienced in some of these spaces is that some folks are willing, some folks aren't, right. you know, and, and, and that's, and that's cool how you, you know, how we really do it is, and that we're all, we'll all come from different orientations and that's fine. But this, it, what's different here is that at the heart of it, it's like, if you, this training is for you, if you are willing to realize, you know, that there are some, sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Right. Right. And that we have these kind of dead angles, these things that we can't see, but they're really informing how we, participate in our lives mm. so creating a space to 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 really get in there right mm. and untangle some of these things and um what i think is very special is that we will we're um having in a whole anti-racism unit where we're getting in it we're getting into oh. it racism and intersectional equity we getting into it so where spaces before you might go and hang out with somebody for two or four hours we got 25 hours where wow we're yes into it and um i think that's very powerful um right. and that and that you know and, and and people will just have that for themselves right <laughs> whether you ever yeah. want like who, whoever you are, you'll, you'll just have that. Um, can people join the course if they're first starting out at teaching or do they need the 200 hours so before? Ideally you would be already a teacher. Okay. However, we have space for if people, you know, are really called to say, listen, I want to do this work. Mm. We, would assess whether we, we, you know, we could, we could, we could let you join and do it. Yeah. So you can join and do the 300 hour and then go back and do a 200 hour. <laughs> if that's what you wanted to do. Yeah. If you were already somebody that works in wellness and you're like, I see that this is, would be a very good fit for me to come because we also are having for, um, 
someone come and teach Sanskrit for us, a beautiful South Asian um, teacher. We're talking about um, diet culture. We have oh. a, a session on that. You know, we're, we have someone doing a comedic yoga session um, where it talks about the yoga that had been be, been done in Africa. So we have a oh. lot of, you know, a, it's very rich. It's yeah, very- I mean, you're not, I knew that <laughs> when I looked at, because I follow all of you individually, um, as I've mentioned, for those listening, um, these women did not come to play. I mean, actually playing playing the practice, but in terms of what you are including, you are there's no stone unturned in terms of radi- yeah. radical love inclusion and, you know, very serious. You're very serious about what it means to really to really commit to this. And honestly, it's so, so inspiring and exciting. I just I got shivers when you were when you were talking about it. Yes. So I'm, I, and, and, and I just, like you, you said, when you were like intro me, you know, we last summer we were in this space and, and every, you know, and it was hard for everyone. Mm -hmm. I I don't think there's one real, you know, person that was just like, this is, this is, this is very sticky. This is very heavy stuff. And I felt, you know, and then a lot of people put up these black squares and, 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 and all of that stuff. And I and I just felt like, listen, to me, Janelle, what are you going to do? Mm. What are you going to do to move this conversation on? What are you yeah. going to do? With, how are you going to put this into action? Mm. And this is this is my offering mm. along with these b- other th- three beautiful divine beings mm. to, to, to say here. This is this is this is the best I could come up with, <laughs> right? So, so just like you know, as a part of my legacy, and with a real feeling that you know, I don't want my daughter to keep having these same conversations when she's my age. I want the I really do want the conversation to have really moved on significantly. Mm-hmm. So this is my 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 offering that I can offer as myself to 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 aid that. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for the courage to step into the fullness of yourself. I I'm really really so inspired and excited by by the work you do. It's it's so special. It's so special and you feel you know, I've always thought this about Howard alumni that 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 you guys seem to like really know yourselves. <laughs> like, what happens at Howard? You guys seem to like develop this thing of like truly, truly knowing yourself. And I guess, I guess, seeing yourself and having that that as a foundation, that environment, and continuing to listen um, plays yeah. into it. I think um, I'm I'm very lucky to have had that and and to have had, had other opportunities along the way. Yeah, but what I would say is Howard gives and mm. and space. It gives you space to start to who be like who am I really to actually yes. contemplate that. Yeah. And I and I'm glad you 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 spoke about that. And that's really kind of what not only you know, with this teacher training I have coming up, but for any of my students that do anything with me, Mm. what I am here to facilitate my, my Dharma, my purpose. Mm. And I'm very clear on that is to give folks space Mm. for whatever it is they need to look at, or they, you know, whatever they're working with to give them, give them some space to be able to do that. Cause we all deserve it. 
we deserve it and need it yeah oh well i think that's i think that might be a good place and although i'd love to speak to you a lot more (laughs) so beautiful oh well 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 um thank you thank you so much um to those listening i will be putting the the link to radical darshan um in the uh description box below and of course links to Janelle's yoga she is a yoga practitioner now based in LA right yeah with some um (laughs) and this is just this is the radical darshan people think that's the thing I've been doing and this there's more to come there's more to come come. there's more (laughs) I I encourage you all to follow stay updated and stay inspired so thank you all for listening thank you so much Janelle so much love thank you Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.